Blog Talk Radio. Kingway, Fox, Beerlock is acting very weird. Captain Pike, Cisco's wife, Klingons, and the afterlife. Boimler, Tendi's dog, Ransom is very harsh. Four drive, Black Alert, Giorgio has gone berserk. Teacher, bad left, Edward is an idiot, Fock is dead, Wolf is wed, Chekhov's wearing red. Peter's cat, Kempak's cat, Q has had enough of that, beam me up, make it so, everybody let's go. We are Well, good evening, Trekkies and Trekkers around the globe. It's Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that means we are live, and it's time for another awesomely exciting episode of Trek Talking. And we have a great show planned for you guys tonight. We're going to be talking about Star Trek Day 2021. Now, we wanted to talk about it last week, but I had all kinds of problems. We, we did talk about it a little bit last week, but this week, I've got all the sound bites. I've got everything ready for you, and we're going to have a blast. So, we got panels to talk about, speakers, the orchestra, special presentations. Man, have we got some stuff to talk about. Also, Picard dropped a new trailer. We're going to play that for you and break that down, as well as Prodigy. I hope you guys had a chance to check out that trailer, because we're going to play it for you and share our thoughts about that. Lower Decks dropped a mid-season trailer as well, which we're going to play and talk about. And we're going to throw in some Star Trek Discovery Season 4 trailer, which actually came out a little bit while ago. But now that we know the premiere date of Discovery, I thought it would be, you know, fun to throw that in there and talk about that a little bit. And I think the biggest news, the biggest news that came out of Star Trek Day wasn't the Picard trailer, well, for me anyways, but was Strange New Worlds. They had an awesome panel. They introduced the cast and who they're playing. And you might be surprised if you haven't heard the news yet. Some of the characters that are going to be showing up on Strange New Worlds. But wait, there's more. We also have Star Trek Birthdays. We have a new uh, new uh, episode of Shatner Says What, which should be interesting. And last but not least, we're going to talk about Spy Humongous, Star Trek Lower Decks, Episode 6, which aired today here in the United States. So we have a lot to talk about and uh, not a lot of time, so we're going to dive right in. I'm your most excellent host, Uncle Jim, and with me as usual are my Trexperts. We'll start off with Charles. Charles is out in Vegas. How are you doing tonight, Charles? I'm doing good. Rumor is that today is the last triple digit of the week, and I'm kind of hoping it might be the last triple of the year. Well, you know what? It's absolutely beautiful here. It's 67 degrees, a nice gentle breeze blowing, uh, no no clouds in the sky. It's absolutely gorgeous, and I'm looking forward to heading up to camp tomorrow night. So I'm I'm really, really in a good place right now. And we also have with us Eric. Eric's out in Portland. How are you doing tonight, Eric? 
I am doing great. Uh, sounds like you and I, Jim, are having very similar weather. We're having that kind of mid-60s, breezy, late summer, early fall kind of thing. I really like uh, this time of year, despite uh, most people's, uh, you know, propensity to love all the extra daylight. I kind of like walking the dog in the dark in the morning. It's a little mysterious and, uh, you know, you feel kind of like it's just you and the world out there. So liking this transition into fall right now. Fall, fall is my favorite time of the year. I like the fall. I can go up to camp and I just sit on the deck and it's not, not hot. It's just, it's just right. We can have a little campfire. When I walk the dog, your the leaves are crunching under your feet and you got that leaf leafy smell in the air. It's, it's my favorite time of year. So I'm looking forward to it. So guys, uh, we have 64,678 followers on our Facebook page. Uh, we're, we're quickly approaching 65,000 which is just blows my mind when I think about it. So um, thank you so much. Uh, you can head over to facebook.com backslash truck talking and beyond. You got to spell that all out. Give us a like, give us a follow. We'd love to see just how high we can get. Also, while you're there, you'll see the live long and prosper at the top. Tell us where you're from. And uh, every week we pick some lucky listeners. If you see a heart next to your name, that means you're going to be in a shout out and you want to tune into the show. Also, over at blogtalkradio.com backslash trektalking, we have 36,016 downloads of our podcast, which, which is absolutely awesome. So thank you to each and every one of you guys that makes that possible. And speaking of downloads, Eric, what are our numbers around the globe looking like? Well, Jim, as always, about three-quarters of our listeners come from the United States, but in our number one international spot, holding steady for many weeks now, uh, our brothers and sisters to the north in Canada are holding down 6.33% of our listeners. Uh, that is up just a skosh from last week, so thank you uh, to everyone up there in Canada who listens to us, downloads our podcast, listens live. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, in the number two spot, uh, and I'm going to say number three straight away because these two have been less than a percentage point away from each other for a long time. Number two is the UK with 4.87% of our listeners and Australia with 4.79% of our listeners. So those two are uh, very, very close, and the UK is just holding on that number two spot by a thin, thin margin. Uh, but uh, here you go. In the four and five spots, we also have a couple of great countries. Uh, number four, Ireland. 1.83% of our listeners come from there. So thank you, folks in Ireland, for listening to us. And last but not least, in the number five international spot, Germany, with 1.39% of our listeners. Thank you to every single one of our listeners from all around this crazy old planet. Uh, love to have every single one of you along the way. Thank you so much for listening. Absolutely. And as I said, guys, you can head on over to blog talk radio backslash Trek talking. Give us a like, give us a follow, and you'll never miss a show. All of our shows are archived there all the way back to the early days before I was Uncle Jim even. And uh, you guys can go and check out all those shows. There's a lot of great stuff there. So please do that. And we always give fan shout outs to our personal listeners by name. And uh, for that, we're going to start off with Eric. So who made your list this week, Eric? Well, my very first fan shout-out goes out to Angel Montevirgen Jr. in Kawit, 
Cavite, Philippines. And I was like, where is that? And I looked it up. It is on Manila Bay in the South China Sea in the Philippines. So thank you very much for listening to us, Angel. That's so cool to have somebody from that part of the world uh, who actually tunes in. Thank you. Uh, we're also saying hello and sending out a big old thank you to Cam Ford from Moss Vale in the Southern Highlands near Sydney, Australia. And I, uh, I was looking for a fun fact about where you're from in Moss Vale there. So you're at minus 34 latitude, 150 longitude. I am not quite on the other side of the planet. I thought maybe I was, but I'm at 45 uh, minus 122. So pretty far away, uh, at least on the opposite side of the equator. <laughs> so thanks for listening, Cam. <laughs> really means a lot. And finally, on my list, I have Mario Bobek. Thank you for listening all the way from Croatia in the EU on the banks of the Adriatic Sea. It looks like a really, really beautiful part of the world that I have never been to. Love to go sometime. Thank you for listening, Mario. Charles, who's on your list? Well, we're going to start off with Mike Hokey in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Have a beer on us, mate. Hello, Milwaukee. Yeah, Hello, I'm Wisconsin. Gonna... <laughs> Isn't is that where I'm going to um... be? Didn't Laverne and Shirley live in Milwaukee? Yes, Laverne and Shirley were from Milwaukee. The folks from Happy Days were from Milwaukee. And uh, coincidentally, it's where I went to college as well. So, hello, Milwaukee. Cool. Then we're going to do a big jump across the Atlantic and say good day to Judas Kay. In Yorkshire, England. And then we'll head north and do a good day to a uh, good day to Darren Fleming in Northern Ireland. Up near Jim's grandparents. Yep. Jim, what about you? Well, first of all, we're, we're gonna come all the way back to the US of A. And we're going to give a shout-out to Emma Marcia Beckin, who's in the southern tier of New York. And the southern tier, hmm, I, I'm a little perplexed. Uh, southern tier, I'm not, I'm not sure where that might be. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like it's an actual uh, town, uh, southern tier. Yeah, they've got a brewing company. they got some apples there. Uh, they got yeah. a welcome center. So there you go. Southern tier. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly where that is, unfortunately. But thank you for listening. I uh, would also like to say thank you to uh, I got to make this a little bigger to Joe Antonio from New Jersey. Represent. <laughs> and last but not least, uh, Sylvia DiSalvo from Rome, Italy. So thank you so much, guys, for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, if it wasn't for you guys, we'd just be a bunch of talking heads. Now it's time for our Star Trek birthdays. That was not a Klingon song. No, but I like it anyways, Worf. And we always start out our Star Trek birthdays remembering those members of our Star Trek family who are no longer with us. And for that, we turn to Eric. 
Yeah, Jim, uh, this week we have quite a few people on our list uh, who would have had birthdays who we've lost over the years. Our first remembrance goes out to Nick Ramos, who played the Afrosian Helmsman on the USS Saratoga in Star Trek IV. Now, uh, that's probably not an Afrosian uh, that you're very familiar with. If you are familiar with Afrosians, the one that you're probably more familiar with is the one from Star Trek VI, of course, who was the Federation uh, president. But Nick Ramos also played another uh, Afrosian back in Star Trek IV. So happy birthday, Nick. Uh, we miss you. We're also remembering this week Gene Donarski, uh, who had uh, a few different roles. Uh, very, one of those faces from TOS that you'll be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Uh, and he also got to span the eras. Uh, he played Krodak uh, in the TOS episode Mark of Gideon. He played Ben Childress in the TOS episode Mud's Women. And he also came back to Starfleet and played Commander Quinteros in the TNG episode 11001001 with the Binars. So You know what's weird about that one? I When I first saw that episode, when it first ran, I thought it was like Picard's evil twin from the Mirror Universe. He does kind of look like him, right? He's got the uh, beard. He looks, he's bald on top, hair on the sides. Uh, he's only got three pips, though, because uh, he's only commander. So, you know, that's the way to tell, I guess. <laughs> but if you, if you look at the way J.K. draws Picard oh, God, he looks in the Mirror like War, it looks yeah. just like him. It's, yeah. it's, it's just scary, rip off actually. the sleeves, right? <laughs> it, wow. I'm like, I, was, I, I actually thought that was like Picard's twin brother or something, but he's not. Well, you know, just, I had remembered, a, yeah, I had remembered Gene's portrayals of Krodak and Commander Quinteros, but I didn't remember that he had this other role in Mud's Women, so that was kind of interesting to research again. So happy birthday, Gene Donarski. Uh, we're also saying happy birthday and remembering this week John Crawford, uh, who played Commissioner Ferris in the TOS episode, uh, The Galileo 7. Um, just kind of a one shot there in uh, TOS, but uh, we do miss John. You did a great job in that role. Also, happy birthday to Ron Brocksmith. Uh, now, he's got a couple of roles to his uh, um, uh, credit. Uh, he, he's mostly known for Sirna Kolrami uh, in the TNG episode Peak Performance, uh, but he also has another kind of secret role, lesser-known role, as the Bajoran Raza Karn uh, in the DS9 episode uh, in, from the fourth season, Indiscretion. Uh, so uh, you probably do remember Sirna Kolrami, very annoying military strategist. Good job, Roy. You made me hate you. <laughs> and, and you know what? Uh, he also he also was in a movie that I remember. Uh, he was in Total Recall. Uh, he's the guy that oh, puts Arnold Schwarzenegger into the Total Recall and comes to him in his dream. And he's telling Arnold, you got to stop. you got to stop. This isn't real. And Arnold's like, what am I going to kill you? And he's like, well, if you kill me, your reality will shadow. You'll be trapped in here forever. And then a bead of sweat rolls down his head. And he says, and he says something to him like, well, dreams don't sweat. And he kills him. Something like there that. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was total recall. Very cool. Bruce Hyde, uh, many talents. Um, so, yeah, happy birthday. Or, excuse me, Rock Bright. Roy Brocksmith, uh, many talents. Uh, but our next remembrance is for Bruce Hyde, uh, who played Lieutenant Kevin Riley in the TOS episodes The Naked Tome and Conscience of the King. He is, uh, you know, if you remember in season one, that was the pre-Sulu days, and the helmsman position was sort of a little rotating door. And uh, Kevin Riley, Lieutenant Kevin Riley, was definitely in that seat for a little bit, for at least two episodes. So happy birthday, Bruce Hyde. 
And I think remember he's most well you know, known for singing Take Me Home yeah. Again, Kathleen, one more time. Yep. He gets I think to play that's the drunken – that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, ha- we're also saying happy birthday this week to Henry Darrow, uh, who I did not even know that was not his uh, given name. Uh, his given name was Enrique Tomas Delgato Jimenez. Uh, but Henry Darrow is known for a couple of roles as well. He was Admiral Savar, uh, of course, the Vulcan Admiral in TNG's episode Conspiracy that I want to mention something about. He also played Chakotay's father, Kolopak, in the Voyager episode uh, Tattoo and showed up a second time in Basics Part 1. Now, Conspiracy, you, you guys will remember, that's the one where they discover that basically Starfleet has been infiltrated by these little these little creatures, right? And supposedly they kill them all off, but at the very end, as the Enterprise moves through space, the sound of electronic beeping is heard, uh, and it focuses on an unexplored sector of the galaxy, uh, leaving an ominous possibility that some or all of the message might reach its intended recipients, letting the parasites know where to find Earth. So uh, do you think the parasites will ever return to Earth? Well, on another note with that episode, that episode was uh, people were in an uproar about the violence of that episode. If you remember how it ends, Remick, yeah. Remick is the queen alien. I don't know <laughs> if you call him the queen, but he was the, was the, queen. The, yeah. the receptacle that held all the baby pinchers, whatever they were yeah. called. Yeah. And Riker and Picard blow him up and kill him. And then all the little pincher things go flying all over the place. And, uh, a lot There's of people are everywhere. upset about the violence, and Picard and Riker killed him without trying to reason with him, and you know, blah 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 blah. And that episode took a lot of flack for that, but I love the way it ended because it didn't end; it had no end. And uh, yep. it, it's a great episode, actually. I think. But it is, and they could always bring it back. And uh, Henry Darrow played a great Vulcan uh, in that episode. So happy birthday, Henry, uh, remembering you. And our final remembrance this week goes out to Morgan Woodward, who played the character uh, Dr. Simon Van Gelder in TOS's episode Dagger of the Mind, and also played uh, Captain Ronald Tracy in TOS's The Omega Glory. So happy birthday to Morgan Woodward and all of our Star Trek friends who have gone before us that would have had a birthday this week. Now, Charles is going to clue us into the birthdays that we do still have, folks who we do still have with us. Charles, who's next? Let's start off with Charles Starkop, who played Marla in TOS's episode, Wolf in the Fold. Susan Gimney played Dr. Leah Brahms in TNG's episode Booby Trap. Galaxy's Child and Cap and played Captain Three Team DS9 Homefront and Paradise Lost. She got a couple of good reoccurring roles in TNG and DS9. Shelby Liverington played Chief Brosner in TNG's episode Next Days. Stephanie Erb played Liva 
and TNG's Man of the People. Harry Groner played Cam Elbrin in TNG's Tin Man. And Clyde Tatsu played Admiral Nakamura in TNG's Mezra Man. And Phantasm and All Good Things. Nice long list of TNG. Yeah, Admiral Nakamura is one of them. Yeah, just going to say, one of those admirals, one of those few admirals that I think uh, shows uh, Asian representation at the top in Starfleet. Uh, there aren't very many of them, and he's one of them. And he wasn't evil. And he and he's one of the few non-evil admirals. That's right, Jim. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Mary Crosby played Natamia Lang in DS9, Prophet and Lost. Ed Begley plays Henry Sterling in Voyager's Future Ends Part 1 and 2. Excuse me, it's Void. Uh, it's Void. Mm-hmm. It's Void, it's not Voyager. It's, it's, it's void. not, it's you Void. you got to save time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to save time. It's Void. Twenty-six <laughs> seconds. Oh, sorry, yep. Void. Yep. <laughs> and I'm surprised Jim actually gave me this one. As we were talking Helmsman in TOS, we finally got a permanent Helmsman, Mr. Sulu. <laughs> I didn't realize this. A happy birthday to Walter Koenig. Oh, we got him, Jim. We got him. Yep. We got yep, him. Yep, that's him. <laughs> that's that's so him. So Walter Koenig's birthday, but of course yep. he's not yep. Mr. Sulu. <laughs> yep, that's Mr. Sulu. And one of the... One of the and one of the very few original TOS cast members we still have. That's true. Uh, that, That's true. That actually, yeah, yeah. There's not, there's yeah. not very many of them. Of the, of the trio, <laughs> we've only got three. But four, Jim, no, uh, four, four. Jim, who did Mr. Koenig actually play? <laughs> uh, Captain Kirk. Oh, <laughs> come on! Somebody say it. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Spock? I'm sorry. I'm paying attention to what Jim wrote. (laughs) And Jim played Chekhov. There we go. Yep, Chekhov. Jim just can't always write his notes right without playing a joke. Yep. I am old and senile, you know. Uh, He is. You got to watch. I don't know if I'm old and senile yet. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yes, Carl. I agree. Meow. Yeah, meow. We have too much fun on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we do. It's awesome. Happy birthday to Chekhov. Because somebody's trying to confuse me and I'm tired. So not not our helmsman, but our but our security man uh, slash uh, away team dude, right? (laughs) Yep. The dude with the great hair. Yeah, like seems to change every episode, and like sometimes his toupee seems like it's on backwards. You never know. No, you can never tell, can you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to wrap up our birthdays before we take our first break, so you guys can run off to the bathroom or grab some chicken wings or whatever. Ooh, so first idea. off, we want to say happy birthday to Robert Wise, who was the director of Star Trek: The Motion Picture. 
And we have a brand-new 4K Super Restored Edition, which is going to be coming out. It's going to be premiering on Paramount Plus first, and uh, then it's going to be distributed wherever they send it. Um, Can I tell you something, Jim? This is literally the only thing that has come about so far in the world of new technology that makes me want to buy a 4K television. (laughs) I was thinking about it myself. I'm like, hmm, maybe I do need one for the spare room. Yeah, I don't have one either, but I might get one just for this. We'll see. I wonder if you actually do need a true 4K to actually see the whole thing. I saw a little snippet of it little snippet of on Star Trek Day and it looked impressive. Did it? It did. It did. Um, We also want to say happy birthday to Tyler Perry who played Admiral Barnett, a Starfleet commandant in Star Trek 2009. We want to say happy birthday to I think the creepiest Romulan we've ever seen. (laughs) uh, Harry Treadway who played Narek in Picard Season 1. Um, Although I think his sister might give him a run for his money. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I think the two of them were extra creepy. Now, his sister's dead, but he is not. Nope. So who knows? We might He might pop up again. We don't know what the androids uh, did with him. He's still there as far as we know. So happy birthday to Harry Treadway. You know, if an actor can make you hate the character, then he's doing a good job. Mm-hmm. So. Happy birthday to Harry Trickway. We'd also like to say happy birthday to Laura, to Laura Stepp, who played Aaron Hansen from Boys episode Dark Frontiers. Of course, that's Seven of Nine's mother, Annika Hansen. So happy birthday to Laura Stepp. Um, if you guys ever read the comic books of Spider-Man, you would know that one of Spider-Man's biggest uh, rivals, or nemesis, is nemesis, nemesis, I don't know what you call it, uh, bad guy that he that he fought was actually a character by the name of Venom. And Venom had his own movie that was not a Marvel movie. And Tom Hardy played Venom in that movie. He also played Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, did he really? I didn't realize he that. He did. But you guys that are listening now probably know Tom Hardy as Shinzon from Nemesis. So um, happy birthday to Tom Hardy. Watch not it again. my favorite it's not Star as, Trek movie, but... Um, I was just going to say, watch it again. It's not as bad as you remember. Get, watch no, it, with, it, a little, it with a little levity, and it's, it's not terrible. It's still pretty bad, but it's not terrible. <laughs> I love the space battle in that movie. Oh, see? And I there really like that. I really like um, Donatra's character. I, I wish they could have done more with her. Um, you got the Valdors, you got the Scimitar, you the, got the Enterprise, so you, you cool. got oh, everything's so cool. All the so stuff. happy birthday to Tom Hardy. We'd also like to say happy birthday to Charles Esten, who played Divock in the TNG episode Rightful Air, um, and also played Dathon Alaris in Boys episode Remember. Kapla! He was an awesome Klingon. Um, so now we're getting down to, you know, to the Klingon people. Oh, actually, no. Um, no, but a bunch of good uh, ones. Yeah. yeah, we got a bunch of good ones. Uh, we'd like to say happy birthday to Jane Brooke, who played Admiral Katrina Cornwell on Discovery, another non-evil admiral whom I really liked. And 
could make an appearance on Strange New Worlds because that she would dies. Be awesome. Yep. She dies after Strange New Worlds, so That's she right. could still be on Strange New Worlds. So we'll have to wait and see how they how they handle that. But she could. Happy birthday to Jane Brooke. We'd also like to say happy birthday to Blue Del Barrio. They played Adira Tall on Discovery. So happy birthday to Blue Del Barrio. And we'd like to send out a huge kapla to Mary Kay Adams, who played Grilka in Deep Space Nine's episode, The House of Cork, <laughs> and looking for Parmok in all the wrong places. Man, <laughs> are those two of my favorite episodes. I just, I just you know, love her character. I love her with Quark. It is just uh, oh, such a great interaction. And so so weird when you think about it, and yet so believable when they play it out. Well, watching Quark uh, wield a bat lift, <laughs> which is so bigger awesome. than his body. <laughs> so awesome. And, you know, <laughs> Worf wearing yeah. the bodysuit and him mimicking it, and then when the bodysuit fails and Court can't yep. even hold up the ballot and drops yep. it. It, it. It's great. I love both of those episodes, and, and I love her portrayal of Grilka. So happy birthday to Mary Kay Adams. And last, but definitely not least, not the ultimate Klingon, but the cool Klingon nonetheless. Um, somebody that um, uh, Leslie Hoffman stunt doubled on Star Trek Voyager, and you guys can find pictures of that right on our Facebook page. Um, Roxanne Biggs, well, I'm sorry, Roxanne Dawson. When she was on Voyager, she was Roxanne Biggs Dawson. Now she's just Roxanne Dawson. And, of course, I'm talking about Alana Torres from Boy. So that wraps up our birthdays, guys. And we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about Star Trek Day. We've got a lot of promos. A lot of trailers to play for you guys. A lot to talk about. Our phone number here is 646-668-2433. You should have us on speed dial. Give us a call and share your thoughts on Prodigy, Picard, Discovery, Lower Decks, Strange New Worlds. We'd absolutely love to hear from you. 646-668-2433 is our number, and that's what sets us apart from other podcasts. It's just not a bunch of talking heads, but you can get involved and give us a call and be part of the show. 646-668-2433. Run to the bathroom. Go get some chicken wings. We'll be right back after this very quick message from my buddy TJ. Don't touch that dial. (laughs) This podcast is brought to you in part by the Freakopolis Geekery, the premier upstate New York comics and game shop. Centrally located between Saratoga Glens Falls, Ticonderoga, and Rutland, Vermont, the Geekery is a haven for pop culture and science fiction fans. For Star Trek fans, the Geekery features board games like Ascendancy, as well as awesome gaming titles like Star Trek Adventures RPG from Modiphius, Star Trek Away Team Zero Clicks, and of course, Star Trek Attack Wing Ship-to-Ship Tactical Combat for the Tabletop. The Geekery hosts casual play sessions, learn-to-play sessions, and sanctioned organized play tournaments with limited edition prize support. You'll also find comics and trade paperbacks at Freakopolis, including Star Trek titles from IDW. Lots of issues are in stock, and special orders are no problem. Whether you visit in person by shuttlecraft or beam in online to Freakopolis.com, you'll find yourself right at home at the Freakopolis Geekery. 
And we're back, guys, and we got a lot to talk about. One big major birthday that we left off the list, and I did it intentionally. We're talking Star Trek Day, and I know that we're a week late, but that's okay. And we have to say happy birthday to Star Trek. If it wasn't for Star Trek, we wouldn't be here right now 55 years later. So with that in mind, I want to play for you guys the original 1966 promo that played on television way back in the day promoting Star Trek. Um, I'm sure you've seen it before, but give it a listen. A lonely ship streaks along an endless path. It's the mammoth starship Enterprise. Follow her trackless journey each week on Star Trek. William Shatner stars as Captain James Kirk, starship commander. And Leonard Nimoy stars as science officer Spock, half earthling, half Vulcanian. There are hazards that beset the Enterprise and its crew on board ship and on alien planets. Don't miss Star Trek in color. an early trailer they got this generic whining music instead of the, the the star trek theme that we all know and love but that promo it was started this whole train a rolling so happy birthday to star trek i hope you guys enjoyed that and we have a caller on the line let me see if i can get this thing to answer hello what's your name and where are you calling us from tonight hi my name is david man calling from portland oregon David. David, it's been ages. Uh, How you doing, buddy? I've been better. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, resting. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we, we understand that. Did you did you partake in Star Trek Day? Uh, I didn't actually go through the, all of the Paramount, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, videos, but I did see Lower Deck today. Oh, that's excellent, because we're definitely going to talk about that. So, listen, guys, um, I'm going to be playing for you guys the Star Trek Picard Season 2 trailer. But before I do that, I want to talk a little bit about Star Trek Day. Star Trek Day was live-streamed on Paramount Plus last week. Um, It was on Wednesday, and it was a four-hour thing. It didn't come out until 8.30, uh, my time. Uh, I couldn't stay up to watch the whole thing. I had to go to bed because I do have a job, so I had to get up, you know, at 5.30 for work. So I didn't get to watch all of it, but I did catch it afterwards. And I want to say I was very, very impressed with the whole thing. I thought that that, that uh, Mika Burton and Will Wheaton did a phenomenal job with, with, the, whole, with the whole thing, as they always do. Um, and the fact that they had uh, Jeff Russo conducting a live orchestra on the stage and they played all the theme songs for every Star Trek when, when each panel started, just, it was phenomenal. It just, it blew my mind. It was so awesome. They had guest speakers. Uh, uh, George Takai came on and did a little, little um, eulogy, not a eulogy, but uh, his little monologue about Star Trek. It was really, really good. They had a representative from each and every show come on 
and talk about their respective shows. And then they had the panels. The panels were great. Um, it's a toss-up. I really enjoyed the Lower Decks panel. I thought, I thought Jerry O'Connell was a riot when he jumped up on the stage. Um, and they just, uh, under his name, it just says Jerry O'Connell actor. They didn't even tell you the name of his character. I thought that was funny. Um, I, but the one, that, the one that blew me away the biggest, which I said at the top of the show, was Strange New Worlds. Um, that was just wow. I, I was expecting a trailer. We didn't get a trailer, but we got the next best thing, which we're going to talk about later. So I was very, very impressed with Star Trek Day. I thought they did a phenomenal job. I loved all of it. About the only, the only thing that annoyed me was that girl at the beginning that was doing the red carpet thing. I, I didn't like her, <laughs> and I didn't like her friend that came on there holding their I just their cell phones and reading. I, I didn't like those two at all. Uh, but the rest of the show, I loved it. It was great. And if you can, you can actually catch the entire live stream on YouTube now, the whole four hours uninterrupted as it appeared on Paramount Plus is currently on YouTube. If you go to the Paramount Plus YouTube channel, you can watch the whole four hours. So I recommend what? it because it's great. So, and uh, say, and, Eric, what did you I think just... about Star Trek Day? Yeah, I mean, Star Trek Day was awesome. Um, I also, unfortunately, was unable to pull myself away from all the other things I had to do to actually watch everything live. So I was able to go back and sort of watch uh, it in bits and pieces on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get the four-hour stream under my belt because uh, I just found out today it finally became available. <laughs> but uh, here's what I will say. I also totally dug the um, Strange New Worlds uh, panel. I thought that was really good. Um, I also really liked the Discovery panel with Wilson Cruz and Blue Del Barrio. And I'm sorry, I always forget the other actor's name, but I need to get that in my lexicon. Uh, I, I cannot remember. Um but at any rate, both of those uh, panels were really, really good. And, of course, we got some awesome trailers and stuff that came out that were all part of that. Those are the things that I'm probably most excited about. So I'll say I thought it was awesome. The amount of content was perfect. You know, four hours of content is just about right. I think it doesn't overwhelm you, but it gives you lots and lots of stuff to watch. Um, I just wish that it had been available right away afterward as a stream, as a continuous stream on Paramount Plus. Um, isn't that part of what we're paying for the service for, is to get special perks like that? Uh, so I kind of wish that they would get their act together when it comes to that. But glad that it's now available in its entirety, at least on YouTube. Yeah, it's weird that it's on the Paramount Plus YouTube channel, but it's not on you on Paramount Plus here, but I got to see it like, anyways. Oh, I cool. just, I, I do not want, and I got to be honest with you, I do not want to sit down on my laptop or on my phone or on my tablet and watch Star Trek. I like to sit down at my TV, and I've got my nice little Roku that pulls in my CBS, or excuse me, my Paramount Plus uh, app, you know, and I should be able to dial up anything that they have on that Paramount Plus app. And to not have the complete stream available straight away afterward is um, it's just bad customer service, guys. Come on. Well, what 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 bothered me about it is it, it was a four-hour stream, so it wasn't it didn't end until twelve thirty my time. 
I got to get up at 5:30 for work. I, yeah. I couldn't watch the whole thing. And yeah, so and here's how it was, Jim. So it it was in the U.S. It was in the earliest yep. time zone in the U.S. and it still went that late. That's you yes. can't do that. You can't do that. And come on, I and not have I it figured, be right afterward. I, I'm with you because I assumed that because I was watching it live stream on Paramount Plus, that if I went to bed at 9:30, I could come home from work the next day go to Paramount Plus and pick it right up where I left off, I was wrong. Um, all they have night. on there are yep. the trailers, but not not the orchestra, not the, all the other stuff that went along with it. So, they, got um, but it is, they got some panels, but you got to find them. You got to like post them into each them. and every show, and you got to kind of like go down into the extras and drill down. And yep. if you're lucky, you'll find everything that's on Paramount Plus, but it is not well organized. Why is there not a Star Trek Day homepage that you go to when you go to the the uh, Paramount Plus app, right? Come on, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want to be a negative answer. This is like basic got stuff. The memo. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I, basic stuff. I, I, did, I did catch it all, the entire four hours, including those two annoying girls at the beginning, the Paramount Plus YouTube channel, so you guys can check it, the entire thing out, uninterrupted, just like it was broadcast, which is really cool. And, and, and let's that's be clear think... that the that Jim finds the the women annoying. I there may be other listeners who do not find them annoying. So, uh, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> Everything we talk about in this podcast is is just our individual right. opinions and don't don't mean crap. So um, don't you know. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it's just you know. Anyways, Charles, oh. what did you think about uh, Star Trek Day? Did you did you enjoy it, or did you think it was too long, or what did you think about it? Well, I I was having a fun conversation online because Shannon and I were talking, both talking. We were online on Messenger chatting during the production, and... There were several times that we just were in awe during the production, and <clears throat> Stranger World was definitely one of them, where we were just in awe of what they did. The previews were great to see. I didn't even sit there and actually watch the Lower Decks one, because I didn't really want to be teased and what was going to happen for the second half of the season. But compared to last year, where it was bits and pieces here and there, it was all done on Zoom, to suddenly say, oh, we're going to see the whole thing live. And yeah. So, okay, you felt like you were right there watching it live. Yes, the red carpet was a little long with the women, but we had some great interviews with some of the cast members. Mm-hmm. It was fascinating to listen to the cast member stories. And then it was interesting because how Jim describes it is what happened is they would get an actor from each series. And that actor would discuss what that series was about in a summary. And it was just interesting to hear that summary of how they how they put together what 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 that series each of those series meant. And I thought it interesting that Will Wheaton would sit there and say that he knew 
that if that TNG was coming towards the end, I mean, he knew he was going to get emotional hearing that theme song, and he did get a little emotional to it. But really, the work they did to kind of introduce each of those series, no, they didn't have a TNG panel, but we still got to talk about what TNG is. And, and Charles, one of, one of the parts that I thought was hilarious is when Anthony Montgomery came up to talk about Enterprise, and he kind of he went off off script. And when he walked up, they played the Star Trek: The Next Generation theme song, and the first thing he said was, "That's not the right theme song." And everybody started <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I thought I thought he was a riot. Uh, he 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 yeah. seems like a really fun really decent guy and I, I would love to meet him at a convention because he seemed really um, upbeat and just positive and, and I really liked him and he, you know, and then of course when he went off the stage then they played the Enterprise theme song. Um, yeah. So it was enjoyable. Uh, I've heard chatter. I've heard some conversation about that and people do say he is a very nice guy. He is very. I don't think I've ever actually had a chance to meet him, but he does. The stories are he is a very warm, friendly person. He seemed it. He, he seemed it. He really did. But, and it just, um, it just seemed funny. It just seemed funny this year. Of last year, everything kind of got scripted a little bit. You didn't really have the direct lie. You knew they could they could cut things. They could trim things. Whereas here, they went straight through live. Mm-hmm. In fact, I love one of the scenes that I one of the, one of the scenes that I loved was in uh, Prodigy, where one of the characters says, "Oh, here, I'll go ahead and spill the entire season out," and he went and spilled the entire season out. And you're sitting there saying, where's my universal translator? Because I don't understand a single word he just said. Because that creature speaks just in noises. He's got these noises that he makes. Yeah. But he sat there and talked about all the funny scenes, and they're laughing at it. It's like, okay, we have no... They had fun. And it I was like fun. These kind of things with, I like these kind of things with Star Trek Day because... It gives them a chance to tease what's coming up and give us a chance, if they can, to talk about, talk to some of the stars and what's going on. Of course, and next year, have Cindy. I have to have take Cindy off. on stage, which I was sad to see. Mm-hmm. I got to take the day off. The next year, I got to take the next day off so I can enjoy the whole thing. Well, guys, one of the things that came out of Star Trek Day was the last thing that came out of Star Trek Day. Uh, As Charles said, they did not have a TNG panel, although Gates and LeVar and Will were there, and they talked a little bit about it. So that's kind of a TNG thing. But the very, very last thing that happens is Will Wheaton calls up on stage uh, Jerry Ryan. Jerry Ryan comes up, and the place goes crazy, and uh, she says something like, well, Patrick Stewart couldn't be here, uh, you know, blah, 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 but I, I, I got something here that you guys have been waiting to see, and she 
introduces the Star Trek Picard season two trailer. Um, and the, the place went absolutely, you know, bonkers, crazy with yeah. that. And I wanted to play it for you guys last week, but I couldn't. So without any further ado, here it is. I first saw you as a man who chose the stars. But after all this time, I've come to wonder, have you been seeking or running? Do you recall what I said, Jean-Luc, when last we parted ways? The trial never ends. Q. I am way too old for your bullshit. We got big problems. Something moved us. She went back in time and turned our world into a totalitarian nightmare. Do you understand what this means? Time has been broken. I will get us home together. The only way to heal our future is to go back and repair the past. There are ways of traveling in time. Great. Now what? Welcome to the Earth of the 21st century. You're saying we can undo this nightmare? Let's go to work. You can pilot a starship, but you can't drive. You two really need to work on your communication. See, there you go. Now you're in sync. We have three days before the future is changed irrevocably. But even in the darkest of circumstances, there is a light. Where are you taking us? Home. And there you have it, Star Trek Picard, season two. Now, one of the things that they did bring up at the at Star Trek Day, which wasn't really news for most of us, is that there will be a season three. But we already knew that because they were see, filming season two and season three at the same time. So that really wasn't big news, but there might be some people out there that didn't know that. So there will be a third season of Star Trek Picard, and they were filming it back to back with season two. I think it had something to do with the COVID and stuff like that. So while they had everybody all together, they just did it all at once. So, well, uh, without any further ado, what what do you guys think about about the trailer? And uh, we talked a little bit about this off air. Um, we have a lot more to talk about, so let's let's try to keep it relatively quick and short because we got three more trailers to play and Strange New World. So, Eric, what are your thoughts on Picard season two? I think that's going to be a great interaction, uh, excited about how they're going to play off each other, excited to how they may or may not develop their relationship, um, excited about the stuff that is in the Picard uh, uh, years <laughs> prior to them traveling back into the past. Um, some of that looks like it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, excited to see what's going on with the board queen and why she is trapped. That seems like a really cool thing. 
Um, but also kind of like, oh, geez, here's another one of those like travel to the past and save the whole uh, of existence stories. So, um, you know, when it comes to Q, there's there's two two ways that Q usually goes down. Either Q is here to just cause shenanigans because Q is feeling kind of frisky or um, something has happened and Q's in trouble and he needs help. <laughs> so I'm wondering which <laughs> one of those uh, this is going to be. So that's my hot take. What about, what about what about you, David? Did you get a chance to watch it? Uh, yes, I actually have, and um, I'm I'm excited about it. I just uh, I'm just kind of wondering because I've been hearing a lot of rumors about different uh, captains that be coming in, like Archer, uh, for instance, he's going to be in there. Uh, since it's a time travel episode, why not? And uh, <laughs> so I don't know. It's going to be kind of interesting to see what. Of, uh, 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 nostalgic stuff that we they can bring to the series, so it'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it myself. Uh, how about you, Charles? You get to bring up the caboose on Picard. You excited about it? Oh, definitely excited. I'll bring up a little bit of what we discussed in the pre-show. Looking into a little bit of history, 21st century. I looked up and thought, oh, World War III is in there. A friend of mine came back and reminded me, Sanctuary City and the Bell Wars. All right. Also, yeah. 21st century. We're looking at 2024 for the Bell Riots and 2046 for World War III. And Who knows you know what's interesting what about direction? that, Charles? That means that we could see Benjamin Sisko show up on there because he's on Earth during the Bell Riots along with O'Brien. Yeah, I don't think they're going to – I would love it, but uh, we haven't heard anything about Avery Brooks, have we? No, we didn't hear anything about Guinan yet either, but we know she's going to show up. Well, I just thought about something interesting about Guinan. Because of her people, Guinan, okay – Yes, he's Enterprise. Guinan knew something was wrong. We could meet Guinan at a parallel time period, and Guinan knows there's something wrong. Yeah, that's very, very possible. Yep. Yep. And she is on Earth during that time, because we know that from TNG's episode, Time Zero. Yep. But I will also throw something that we, I talked about in the pre-show. And we say, oh, we're, we're filming season two. Now we're going into season three. And why would we do that? Well, what if we went from season two to season three going out with a best of both worlds style? And ending season two on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Having to wait a yep. year might be torture. Having to wait less than a year might be easier. That's true. But we can wait a few months like we did in the summertime with Best of Both Worlds. But leave us hanging to like, okay, we got to see season three. We want to know what happened. Because Jim says Q is in both season two and season three. The Borg Queens in season two, season three. 
Why yeah, not leave it makes the sense. cliffhanger that makes us have to see season three because we wouldn't know what happened. Yeah, what do you think, Jim? We've got confirmed uh, three episodes each season for the board queen, right? Oh, for Q. Oh, for Q. Sorry. For Q. Uh, Board queen's only in two. In two, right, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we have a caller on the line. Let me see if if I can answer this. Hey, good evening. Thank you for calling (laughs) Truck Talking. What's your name and where are you calling us from tonight? Shannon, I'm calling from Kentucky. Oh, I know. It's, I'm doing great, and I've been following along as the whole thing. I'm like, yes, they, yes, that's what you said. Yes, that's what you said. <laughs> yeah, and what, what did you think about what did you think about the Picard trailer? Oh, I thought it was awesome, and it was funny because the first time I watched it, I missed it because I think I like stepped out for like a minute, and I'm like, oh my god, I missed the whole thing. And I come back and watch it like three times. <laughs> <laughs> well. We're glad we're glad that you called. We're glad to have you. So mm-hmm. one of the other big mm-hmm. big reveals that came out of Star Trek Day mm-hmm. was we got our first our first official look at Prodigy. And uh yeah. Kate Mulgrew herself, who wasn't there live, but she was there via Zoom, uh dropped mm-hmm. on us a trailer, the first trailer for Prodigy and Mm-hmm. Again, promised from last week. Here it is. Welcome aboard. Uh, what is that? Have you ever even flown a ship before? No. Does it show? (laughs) Disabling gravity. Okay. We get to go there and explore. This ought to be good. It appears we are fighting now. No one shall escape. Get me my ship. There goes our exit. We're so dead. Fire the pew 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 button. I don't see a pew 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 button. Just hit them all until it goes pew pew. Woo! We've got phasers, baby! I've seen my share of wayward crews, and I can tell you this. You've got potential.
Don't touch your dial. We're going to be right back after this very <laughs> quick message, and we're going to dive right in and talk about the Prodigy trailer. Don't touch their dial. It's been a long road getting from there to here. It's been a long time, but your time is finally here. You can feel the change in your thoughts right now. Nothing's in your way. And they're not gonna hold you down no more. No, they're not gonna hold you down. Cause we've got faith that you'll call. We wanna hear what you have to say. We've got faith to believe. In just talking today. You've got faith in your fingers. All you gotta do is and we're back and we do have faith that you'll call our phone number here is 646-668-2433 we're talking star trek day but in particular we're talking prodigy i gotta say something guys I was blown away when I saw this this full length trailer. The the animation, the quality of the animation, I, I was just outstanding. I, I can't I can't really express. It was phenomenal for a kids show. It looked great. I am so stoked to see this show. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. The, the colors were, were, were vibrant. They looked really good. It didn't look, uh, you know, what was the word I'm looking for? The animation didn't look kiddish. I mean, it didn't look like Shrek. It didn't look or, Friday morning cartoon. You know, it didn't it have looked, that kind of Pixar look to it. It's got a unique look yeah. to it that has, like, hard, mm-hmm. it, it has like harder edges and stuff, and it's not like a mm-hmm. – um, as if everybody was molded out of clay. Yes. Yeah. Right. It, it, it looked different. It always did. Like my kids and I had that debate when they were little because they thought it was actually photography with cartoons on top of it because it was so well done. Yeah. Yeah. Rotoscope. That would. That. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it looks. It looks good. I was very impressed mm-hmm. with the animation. Um, it, it's not lower decks animation. Um, no. It looks really good. I can't. You, you guys, if you have not seen the trailer, go and check it out because it it's just phenomenal. It just looks it looks great. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, great. I gotta I gotta and tell of you course, that for. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I want to let you guys know that you don't have to wait too long because Prodigy is going to uh-huh. premiere on Paramount Plus on October twenty eighth. Yep. Yay. So, Six weeks right away. around the corner, guys. Oh, right wow. around the corner. <laughs> so, uh, David, what did you think about the Prodigy trailer? Did, did you like it? Are you excited for it? Or Honestly, I actually have not seen the trailer yet. <laughs> oh, Bob. Oh, oh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We won't hold it against you. What, what about you, Shannon? Did, 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 did you and your family enjoy it? Um, we really did, and when I interviewed the actors, my favorite was the guy that was playing Murph, who kind of looks like Joe. Yeah. But um, 
But he was so funny. He's like, wait, yes, I'm going to give you the spoilers. And he did it all in character. She had no idea what he said. So it was freaking hysterical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was that was really good. I, I That was another panel that I enjoyed as well. Absolutely. Yeah, because I can't ever watch all. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Good, no, go ahead. No, Shannon. Go ahead, Shannon. Say my kids haven't watched all. They haven't watched all the Star Trek, but they haven't watched in Lower Decks because it's more, you know, because there's so much backstory in Star Trek that they don't really want to start Star Trek really. But Lower Decks gave them a, an, an opening, and now I, I know they're going to watch Prodigy too. So. Oh yeah, Prodigy looks really good. I'm I'm really yes. looking forward. What about you, Charles? Did, did you like it? Was it everything oh, you thought it was going to be? I was say the same thing I said last week. David, when you watch it, I recommend yeah. don't watch yeah. it on your computer. Go watch uh-huh. it on your TV set. You want to see it in HD. Because <laughs> that HD video, you look at that video, it's like, okay, are you sure Pixar wasn't involved with this production? <laughs> this looks like some of the big company animation. Yeah. Not lower it looks good. but more of a real life live action type stuff that they use. Very well done. Yeah, I'm I, very I much looking forward to this one. Now, like I said, I love the I love the Star Wars reference to it. Because we don't even use the pew pew in Star Trek. We use that a lot more in Star Wars. But I love that reference in Star Trek. Huh. Yeah, that was good. I, I I got a kick out of that. Now, yeah. something that didn't come out of Star Trek Day, but I, I have to, to talk about it now because it's part of Star Trek. Um, Discovery was, was, was lacking. Well, not lacking because they did have a Discovery panel. But they didn't really show us anything, and I think that's because they didn't really have to, because we got this awesome, awesome trailer uh, about a month ago, and I'm going to play it for you guys now, even though it wasn't part of Star Trek Day, because I got one more awesome Star Trek Day thing to get to, and I want to make sure we squeeze this in first. This is the Discovery Season 4 trailer. We are not in this alone. None of us are. We're all living in uncertainty. Even for a crew as familiar with it as this one. The stress is taking its toll. But we are not in this alone. None of us are. Five light years across. That's the size of the gravitational anomaly. Where is it headed next? It could go anywhere. We may not have any kind of warning at all. Federation, non-Federation. This anomaly threatens us equally. Whatever it is, we'll figure it out together. Indeed, we are more than allies. Captain Burnham, make no mistake. You are in charge. She has faith in me. We are facing something we don't understand. Something that could tear us all apart. But there's only one way to confront the unknown. Together. 
And I played that for you guys because November 18th, we're going to see Discovery Season 4. So we've got some Star Trek um, right around the corner. Uh, we got a lot coming out. So we're going to see Prodigy first, and we're going to see Discovery. So I wanted to get that out there for you guys because the only thing that really came out of the Discovery panel was the November 18th date. So there you have it, the trailer for Season 4, the release date for Season 4. Did anybody want you guys want to say anything about Discovery or anybody? Uh, I I just got something really quick about the uh, trailer when they mentioned that it was a five light year across uh, anomaly or gravitational something or other. Doesn't that sound like any kind of uh, time travel incident? Are they going to be linking and charge series at the same time? (laughs) Yeah, that's. That's interesting um, because there are all sorts of anomalies that are really, really big, but five light years, guys, that's, that's unheard of. Uh, I think, I don't think there's ever been anything in Star Trek that kind of took up that much space. Well, um, I was thinking Viger. Viger did, but I, I don't think it's Viger. No. Viger took up entire universes. Well, he didn't take up entire universes. He took up several AUs, which is uh, the distance between the Earth and the uh, and the Sun. So he was—I don't remember what the number was. It was like 30 AUs or 80 AUs or something uh-huh. like that. That is not light years. We're talking about like different scales, entirely different scales. <laughs> as big as V'ger was, he was not anything uh-huh. close to five light years. Um, so that that would be. We're, t- we're talking about things that are, like, way bigger than our solar system. Um, so wow. that's, yeah. yeah. What was that episode one Q was involved where he took the card back to the planet when it was molten troop, and it was a lot bigger anomaly back then or something? And throughout the right, because it was smaller. a reverse. Yeah, it was a reverse aging anomaly. Something like that, yeah. So it could have been something similar to this. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me, guys, I look to Discovery to be my epic Star Trek. Um, so I, I was kind of excited about this trailer. Uh, you know, it, I mean, Five Light Years is ridiculous. C- uh, Control was ridiculous when we first heard about it, but then it turned out to be pretty cool. The 32nd Century uh-huh. was ridiculous when we first heard about it, but then it turned out to be pretty cool. So I look to Discovery to be my epic Star Trek, which is, side note, uh, why I thought Picard was like, ah, oh, man. Because I, I was looking at Picard to be my, like, introspective, old man, looking back Star Trek, you know? I don't think Picard needs to be Epoch, but apparently they're going that way with it. I just want each one of these Star Trek shows to have its own individual identity, and I swear to God, a Strange New World goes, like, we've got to save the whole universe over the course of a 10-episode uh, season. I'm going to be like, really? Does every Star Trek have to be so epic? I just want some Star Trek that has, like, nice small stories that aren't comedy. (laughs) Well, you know what? Speaking, speaking of Strange New Worlds, there was one awesome, (laughs) awesome, awesome thing that came out of Strange New Worlds. First of all, the panel... The panel for Strange New Worlds was so was, was phenomenally good. So good. Um, uh-huh. Very, very, very enjoyable. And I was waiting. I wanted to see something from the show. They didn't show us something from the show. But they did show us something from the show. 
Just not the something from the show that we thought we wanted. But as usual, <laughs> us fans don't That's really strange. know what we really want until we get it. And then when we get what we think we want, it's like, yeah, we, we did want that. So we didn't actually we didn't actually get to see the look of the show. We didn't really get to see the aesthetics of the show. We have an idea from Discovery, but that's uh-huh. a little different because that was Discovery, and I, I wanted to see what the show was going to be like. We didn't get that. But we got something that I wanted even more but didn't know about it that I wanted it, <laughs> and that is this. They introduced the cast of the show. And you're saying, Uncle Jim, we already knew the cast of the show. You're right. We knew the actors that they cast for the Uh show. What we did not know was the names of the characters that those actors would play. So Uh this, to me, is the the grand poopah news that came out of Star Trek Day. And here it is. This is the strange new world's cast introducing their characters. Hi, I'm Anson Mount, and I play Captain Christopher Pike on Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Pretty much every day, there's a moment where I think to myself, I'm on Star Trek. I'm Ethan Peck, and I play Mr. Spock. Coming back to the Bridge of the Enterprise is thrilling, it's daunting, it's very surreal. I'm Rebecca Romaine, and I play Una, also known as Number One. The character was originated by Majel Barrett Roddenberry in the original pilot of the original series, and now we finally get to really flesh out this character, and she's way more complex than y'all know. Hi, my name is Celia Rose Gooding, and I am thrilled and honored to say that I will be playing Cadet Nyota Ukura. I am so excited to be stepping into this legacy my name is Jess Bush, and I am delighted to announce that I will be playing Nurse Christine Chapel. I feel extremely honored. I'm Babzalu Smoko. I will be playing Dr. Mbenga. I'm ecstatic. Hello, my name is Bruce Horak, and I'm thrilled to announce that I will be playing the character of Hammer. I'm welling up with emotion as I say it. <laughs> my name is Christina Chong, and I play La Nguyen Singh. I am super excited to become a part of this amazing, diverse universe. My name is Melissa Navia, and I'm super excited to announce that I will be playing Lieutenant Erica Ortega on Star Trek Strange New World. It feels really good to finally be able to say that. The cast that we were able to pull together for this is exactly the kind of people you would have hoped you'd end up with on a high-wire walk like this. So, first of all, we actually got to see the logo for Strange New Worlds, the actual logo card, which was awesome. We didn't get to hear the new theme song or see too much about it, but what do you think about the characters they dropped? We're actually going to see both characters that Major Barrett played together in one show, uh, Nurse Chapel and Number One. Also, Number One has a name. Her name is Una Riley, Uh which I thought was interesting. Like, oh, cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we get to see Noonien Singh, uh, La'an Noonien Singh. Any relation to another famous Singh that we know? I wonder. Interesting. What do you think about Cadet Uhura? Now, I looked this up, guys. I was, a little, I was curious about this because I've been hearing 
flack from fans about it, but that that Uhura didn't actually appear on the Enterprise until such and such and such. But here's the deal. She's a cadet, which means she's still in Starfleet. She has to meet certain criteria in order to re- remain a cadet before she graduates and becomes an ensign. So she hasn't graduated from Starfleet Academy yet. She's still a cadet, and she's going through her on-the-job training um, in order to, to earn that position on the Enterprise. So I'm really, really excited about that because if Cadet Ohora is there, then there could be other people floating around the universe. So that's uh-huh. pretty cool. That's really um, interesting because the, uh, the, um, the Captain Kirk beyond Ohora uh, was actually in Starfleet before Kirk was. So. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we have Hammer, who is a blind, um, a, an ANR, which we see on Enterprise. Uh, he's blind and he's telepathic, just like the ANR we saw flying the Romulan ships on Enterprise. So that's going to be an interesting take on a character. And Bruce Korak um, is a legally blind character. So once more representation being shown by 21st Century Star Trek uh, in that they cast a legally blind actor to play a blind character. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I, and of course, I love Anson Mount. Oh, my God, he's the man. So oh, my God, you're in love. I, I can't just, uh-huh. I can't say, and they're going to be doing standalone episodes. These are, these are going to be uh, closer to what you're used to seeing on TNG and Voyager. Um, the only exception that, that they said in the panel that they're going to do is they're going to have overarching character um, plots. Arcs. So, like, yeah. if, if Captain, if, if, if Chapel falls in love with Spock in this episode, the next episode is going to continue that. They're not just going to, you know, that episode's over, move on to the next one, and nothing that happened before really had any bearing. So the character arcs are going to continue from episode to episode, but each episode is going to be a standalone, like, Monster of the Week, Planet of the Week, Ship of the Week type of episode. But what the characters go through is going to carry through, which I think is great. So, so I think you you bring up a very interesting and probably what, I mean there are so many interesting new characters coming on but but you mentioned Chapel um, Jeff Bush playing uh, Chapel and you remember from the original series there was um, always a suggestion and a little confirmation in one episode of her um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for not love for Spock oh, infatuation. With Spock? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, her affection for sure, but almost an infatuation with Spock. And so I think that they are definitely going to spend some time flushing that out between um, Jess Bush and, um, and Ethan Peck. But I, Jim, I'm really interested in the fact that they have, that they've already developed Una more, right? She, she was number one originally, then Discovery gave her the name official, officially named uh-huh. her Una and now uh, strange new worlds has officially named her Una Chin Riley. So she has a hyphenated last name and they just keep developing this character just a little bit at a time, which I think is super cool. Uh, and then I'm very excited about Dr. Mbenga too. I mean, he only shows up in one episode of TOS 
but we have this new character. I tried to write down the pronunciation, Babs Olusenmokun, and I promise I will get better with that. Uh, but having Mbenga come in after only one, no, maybe two episodes, I think, from TOS, uh, that, I just think that's super cool. It's all looking good to be. Tell me about Noonie and Singh, Charles. What do you think? <laughs> Are they bringing in the 90s here? What's going on? Definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious what they do with this Noonie and Singh search. And how they tie it in. Is this tied in with Khan somehow? And definitely, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's, they're throwing us a hook. And most of us are going to sit there and grab it and say, okay, yeah, reel me in. I want to know more. And that's huh? the idea. You, you think they were going to, you think they would do that with teasers. Well, they didn't run a teaser on this one. They just introduced us to a few cast members. And we're like, okay, I want to know more. Do you feel teased? <laughs> yes. And were I want to know excited? more. Did you, did you, were, you, were you excited when you saw it? I'm sorry. I was actually what? telling people to come watch the show. So, But, yes, it was right. like right now. Like, I'm Karen's going to tune in the podcast right now, so I'm sorry. I missed something. So. <laughs> yeah, well, what, what did you think about the Strange New Worlds uh, reveal, Shannon? Oh, I loved it because I love every actor that we know of, and I, I think I'm going to love the actors that are coming in because Star Trek, they're all fans, which means they're going to have a good time and have all the background there, too. Yeah, I, I, this is gonna be this is gonna be really good. What about you, David? Did you get a chance to, to check this one out? Uh, I think so. I, I think I remember hearing something about the legally blind character playing. Uh, I didn't realize you're an Anna, uh, an Anna, uh, they call it. But um, the same character, I thought. Uh, I thought it might have been related to Data's creator because wasn't he also alive during the Enterprise series? Yeah, not yeah. a new Yeah. Yep. He was uh, soon. I don't think so. He's soon not Noonien Singh. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, okay, never mind. Okay. I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, well, no, it's cool. I, I liked it. Um, the characters I'm definitely uh, looking forward to seeing, and I really suspect William Wiker is going to be related to his number one. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> cool. <laughs> but, you know, Jim, I think it is important to mention that if people want to find this stuff later, um, it is not necessarily easy to find because right now there is no Strange New Worlds uh, tab on uh, Paramount+. Plus. So if you want to find all these things that we're talking about, you need to go to Star Trek Discovery on your app. And then when you go to the extras, you'll find all of the Strange New Worlds panels and the trailer mm-hmm. uh, and the meet the characters and all that kind of stuff. So um, not the most logical place for it, but it is there <laughs> for you. Well, I think well, they did that because Pike... YouTube channel. Yeah. Well, I, I think they did is, that is... because Pike was on Discovery in season two, so... Technically, he's still a Discovery character until Strange New Worlds comes out, I, I guess. 
But you know what, Jim? You can search for Prodigy, and Prodigy has a page, even though the show hasn't even come mm-hmm. out. So they could have done the same thing for Strange New Worlds. Not sure who's well, running the I show think... at Paramount Plus, but they should have that available. Come on. Well, I think that's <laughs> Prodigy. Well, Prodigy. Well, let me let me before we move on to our our Star Trek news. Uh, wow, we're running out of time quick here. A quick a quick <laughs> rundown on what to expect. Lower Decks is going to be wrapping up on October 14th. Prodigy is going to start on October 28th. It's going to run until December 30th. Star Trek Discovery Season 4 is going to start on November 18th and run until February 17th of 2020. That means Prodigy and Discovery are going to overlap each other. And then Star Trek Picard is coming out in in February of 2022, which means the only available week for for Picard to come out would be February 24th. Uh, Unless, well, I don't think they would overlap Picard and Discovery because they're each one-hour shows. Maybe they would, but but assuming that that they won't, that means that, that Picard would air the week after Discovery ends, which is February 24th. That's the, la- the latest it could air and still be in February. And that brings did they mention Picard. When, uh, did they mention when Strange New World would come out? Well, not, not, not yet, but not yet. 2022. So Picard yeah. is going to run from February 22nd to April 22nd. And Strange New World is coming out in 2022, which means we could expect that in May, June, you know, any time after April, um, depending on when the other shows, you know, wrap, because they want to have new Star Trek every single Thursday. So Strange uh, New World, it, 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 it won't be until May at the earliest for Strange New Worlds, And that's the way the calendar um, unfolds. So there you have it. So let's see. We have a, some time left. What can we, can we pack do it in, Jim? We can do it. All right. All right. Let's, let's okay. You know what? We're gonna do it. We're not gonna. We are not gonna go to a break. Uh, we're gonna just gonna go right along, and Raving we're gonna through. go right into our. We're gonna. We're gonna plow right through, guys. We're gonna go right to our Star Trek news. Um, right here. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Incoming transmission. Enter authorization code. Command codes verified. Define parameters of program. Level nine authorization required. Specify parameters. Transfer of data is complete. Black alert. Black alert. <laughs> All right. Let's let's dive right in, guys. Let's let's start it. <laughs> Shatner says, what? That's right. William <laughs> Shatner interested in playing Kirk Prime for a 2023 Star Trek movie. What? In April, Paramount Whoa. Pictures announced that they plan to release a Star Trek movie in June 2023. And earlier this summer, we learned the top secret movie already had a script and a producer. J.J. Abrams has hey. tapped WandaVision's Mac Shackman to direct. That's right. William Shatner last appeared in a Star Trek film as James T. Kirk in 1994 Star Trek Generations. 
but his return has been a topic of conversation ever since. In a new interview with USA Today in honor of Star Trek Day, William Shatner was asked about the 2023 Paramount Star Trek project. He admitted he didn't know anything about it, but he said he's ready if called to service. Quote, we need to see a prime Kirk 55 years after the fact and maybe 20 pounds heavier. <laughs> How would you explain that? That's their dilemma. This flirtation with a return to the franchise has become a regularly occurring thing ever since it was announced J.J. Abrams would be reviving the franchise with a new movie over a decade ago. Shatner has remained consistent for the most part, saying that he would be open to a return as long as it wasn't just for a cameo. It's not clear what would qualify as not just being a cameo, as the actor has said he felt even Leonard Nimoy's inclusion in the 2009 Star Trek movie was, quote, Totally gratuitous. I'm sorry, uh, William. I, I have to disagree. I, I have to. I disagree with that. Disagree completely with that would disagree with that. Um, so you guys, you know, William Shatner has basically said. I think in the last three or four, William Shatner says, "What? Uh, I'll come back and do some Star Trek. What the f?" <laughs> yep. And, and, and last week, last week, I don't know if, if you guys remember, but last week. We were going to uh, play a little clip for you guys, but I, I couldn't get it to work. And thanks to Shannon, we have it. Last hey. week, we spent about 20 minutes talking about this 1986 <laughs> Saturday really? Night Live oh, skit God. called yeah. Star Trek Convention. And I wanted to play it for you guys because I realized, you know, I'm old. I, I remember all this stuff because I was there when it happened. But there's a lot of people that weren't. So I figured a lot of you fans might not know what we're talking about and why we're making a big deal about this. This is the entire, what I call, get a life skit from uh, Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. And the video I ripped it from was a French video dub. So I'm not sure how good the quality is going to be, but we're going to give it a try. (laughs) Here it is, William Shatner's get a life skit from Saturday Night Live in 1986. Tuesday. 
I promised it to you last week. That's that's the William Shatner Get a Life Skip from Saturday Night Live, 1986, in its entirety. Um, if you've never seen it or you never heard it, I hope that you enjoyed it. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about it because we spent, well, a good 20 minutes last week. So if you want to know what we had to say about it, uh, check out last week's show. Charles, Charles, what do you got for us? Well, this is an interesting one that I haven't really followed up on yet. Star Trek Marina Sirtises join the Whovian universe. <laughs> ah, Marina Sirtis, the British-born actress who played Counselor Deanna Troy on Star Trek The Next Generation, is spreading her wings and joining another science fiction franchise. She will be joining the Doctor Who universe through Big Finish. Big Finish does the original audio adventures that in the Whovian, Who universe. Star Trek Marina Series is making her debut in the year of Martha Jones later this year, alongside of Prima Agman. Do you remember the Doctor Who episode, End of Time, where Dr. Martha Smith-Jones went on a year-round walkabout? Yes. She told people about the doctor and avoided the mass attention. So good. The year of Martha Jones will tell some of her adventures during the long 
year-long trackers will play Karen, a friend of Martha's. Having been born and raised in London, Curtis is, of course, familiar with Doctor Who. When people ask me who my first doctor was, it was the first doctor. It was the first doctor. As an actor, I'm all about performance. And Doctor Who has always employed the finest actors. It is very unique and a special show. For co-stars, stars actor Julia Graham added, I love the whole Doctor Who franchise. It's just such a national treasure. It's part of our Britishism. And it's lovely just to be part of it in any, any way whatsoever. And it's, what's lovely about it, is, about doing the audio, is there's no pressure. And you can really play with it and go for it. The Year of Martha Jones is available on pre-order as a collector's edition CD, 1999 pounds, or digital download of 1699 pounds, exclusively from Big Finish website. I don't know if it'll be available, but stuff like that frequently goes to Audible as well. I had to throw that one in there just for you, Charles. And yeah. <laughs> our last story, uh, Alex Kurtzman talks Starfleet Academy series. Very excited about potential future Star Trek show. This is another one of those little things that came out of Star Trek, um, Star Trek Day, when uh, Will Wheaton was talking with Kurtzman at the introduction of the show. This is what they talked about. This is just a brief version of what they talked about. You guys can watch the entire video or read the whole article on our Facebook page. There was a moment that was easy to miss during the Star Trek Day live event, but the man in charge of Star Trek Universe for Paramount Plus talked for the first time about what may be the next show. Kurtzman talked about the legacy of the franchise, how the fans have kept it alive for 55 years, and how he sees those working on the current show feel a debt to the fans and to those that came before them producing previous Trek. Eventually, Wheaton got around to asking Kurtzman if he could tease anything in Star Trek's future. Alex initially indicated that, that we should not expect a sixth show anytime soon. I know there has been a lot of conversation about Starfleet Academy, which we are very excited about and will when we talked about there's this new generation that is going to come and it's going to inherit the problems of the old generation, what are they going to do to make the world better to solve it? How are we going to avoid the mistakes of our elders? And how are we going to learn from the wisdom of our elders? That's a really wonderful thing to consider when you think about something like Starfleet Academy. This is not the first time that we're hearing about Starfleet Academy show being developed by Kurtzman, but it's actually the first time he's spoken about it out loud. And that's true. We, we've heard a lot of rumblings about it, but that's the first time that Kurtzman actually came out and said it. So that did it good seem news. like it felt like he sort of stumbled into it. Like when you listen to the interview with him, I'm not sure if he meant to reveal it. What do you think? Yeah, it, it will kind of pulled it out of him. It felt like it. It felt like it was pulled out of him, and he said something, and then kind of once he said it, he was like, eh, he sort of, you know, tacked, uh, uh I mean, he's very good at thinking on his feet. So, you know, even if he says something he didn't mean to say, he's got a way to kind of cover it up at the end. But it, it was almost like, oops, yeah, well, maybe there's something out there. 
Well, he, he said it, and he's the guy that's producing it. So um, I, we've been hearing – I'll tell, to tell you guys the truth. We've been hearing talk of Starfleet Academy since Star Trek V. After Harv Bennett finished Star Trek IV, the word was we were, we're, we're done with the, with the TOS crew, and the next movie is going to be Starfleet Academy. That was all the way back in 1986. They were talking Starfleet Academy. Never happened, never happened, never happened. And now Kurtzman is saying Starfleet Academy. So, you know, it's been a long road getting from there to here. Get that little pun there. But um, Yeah, well, and if, you want, and if you want a little precursor to that, do not forget, Jim, that uh, from December 96 to June 98, uh, there were 19 issues of the Star Trek Academy, uh, Starfleet Academy uh, comic out there, and those are often That's available right. in your local comic shop. Uh, probably three bucks an issue or so, three or four bucks an issue, and they're out there, and they're actually pretty fun. Um, it's kind of like a uh, mix between regular Starfleet and Lower Decks. <laughs> yeah, yep. I keep telling anybody that wants to hear it, I will be happy to be on the show as a professor about law or whatever for free on Star Trek. Nice. I love it. There you yeah. go. And then, then we can have you on the show as a guest star. For free, people. For free. For free. That'd be cooler. That'd be cooler. All right, guys. Guess what? Star Trek no. Lower Decks Episode okay. 6, yes. Spy Humongous, yes. aired today. And we're going to talk uh, about that. Uh-huh. But to set it up, um, this was the Star Trek Lower Decks second half teaser trailer that came out during Star Trek Day. So rather than playing a clip from tonight's episode, I wanted to squeeze in everything from Star Trek Day. This is the last thing. Star Trek Lower Deck second half teaser trailer. Attention all hands. Report to your commanding officer. We have to work together. Look alive, people. Our lives will be on the line. But we are starfleet and we never back down from a challenge. Oh, and the ballroom dancing competition will have to be postponed. Oh, nothing ruins breakfast like a work assignment. I smell adventure. Every ship in the fleet depends on officers like us to keep them running. Ah, freaking radiation. Collecting weird spacecraft is part of the fun of Starfleet. Break for impact. I'm okay. It's just a fracture. Just? Oh, God, I can't even look at it. You will be assimilated. Can't have that. (laughs) That's Starfleet. Okay, that's Lower Decks Season 2 trailer. There was a little clip in there from tonight's episode where Tendi turns into a giant scorpion. And we're going to talk about that tonight. Spy Humongous. And you know what? We're going to let the ladies lead off on this particular segment. Uh, Shannon, what were your thoughts on tonight's episode? Oh, you know, um, yeah. Okay. Well, there might be some. There's going to be some spoilers here, guys. Oh yeah, we got a so, point. Uh, yeah. I was going to say black alert because you told him it's black yeah, alert. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't have it queued up. I'm old and senile. Forgive me. I got to find it. Great, great. Spoilers. They, they don't put these don't things in alphabetical order here. There it is. <laughs> Black alert, y'all. We are about to make the jump to some serious spoiler territory. It- That's right. All right, Shannon, they've been warned. Dive right in. 
Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, really? She turned into a – no, we didn't say that. No. But, uh, <laughs> no, it was very funny because um, you don't usually get to see Tendi get mad or whatever. And, you know, Boiler got to see what he wanted to be, and he's like, no, that's not what I want. Yeah. Because the yeah. red shirts, which is funny anyway, because red shirts, you know, die. But the red mm-hmm. shirts who think they're going to be in charge, you know, and then they're in charge for a second, and then they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the episode. That, <laughs> yeah, that was. The that part was Tendi, and it was with Tendi getting mad because she never gets mad. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, she had but that she, one when, she... when when she was called a slave, but otherwise she never gets mad. Yeah. Right. No, right. she she got pretty pissed off tonight though. <laughs> yes, That's for she sure. Did. <laughs> David, <laughs> how about you? Did you get a chance to watch Lower Decks yet? Uh, yeah, I did, actually. It was pretty good. And what I, did you think? I expected to the uh, Amish guru guy at the very end. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I also enjoyed um, another Packlet episode, which was kind of fun. Uh, this makes me think that they're treating the packlid as like a secondary Ferengi almost. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, it just seemed a little weird to me. But yeah, it was pretty fun though. Um, it was, it was kind of interesting because in that particular packlid portion of that planet, um, there was another episode of Rebellion. And it's just like, you know, that could be an episode on its own. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah, overall, I think it was pretty good. And uh, how about you, Charles? What'd you think? Well, something I didn't realize that it was part of my trivia. When did we, uh, what season did we meet the Packlet? In the uh, next generation, it may surprise. Uh, it wasn't until later. I feel like it was probably something like season uh, maybe five. Uh, it, it was later. It was later on, wasn't it? That was the episode what Samaritan Snare, I believe, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Samaritan yeah. Snare, I think, probably was the first Packlet episode, and that was uh, – actually, that was early on. Wasn't that season two? That I actually think that was earlier two. on. Yeah, yeah. That so was, was season two. Yeah. Because that was the point in which Picard and Wesley went to Starbase 515. Yeah. Where Picard went to get his artificial heart replaced, the oper- the doctor couldn't do the operation, and they had to call Pulaski in to help. I love Pulaski. Yep, you're right. Good and we go all the way back to season two for the Packlet. And yet, we need things, things to make I us like go. I, <laughs> yeah, but I like what Lower Deck is doing with the Packlet. That's the that's the new enemy for Lower Deck. I like the fact that that's, that's a new enemy that we can have fun with. But you never and know whether to over or estimate, uh, over or underestimate them. It seems like you have to do both. <laughs> yeah. But I love that. It's like, oh, we've, we've got, 
we've got <laughs> Captain Janeway. It's like, okay, you don't even know what captain you have. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and yet you get, and yet they get talked their way out of knowing what you're doing without them even realizing. Yeah, I thought it was but great when uh, it. when Freeman says to the to the great Packlet spy at the end, he's like, well. Well, it would really help me if I if I knew what information you didn't tell us so that I could know how great you are. And then the, the pack was exactly. like, oh, well, I never told you about the big nuclear bomb that we're going to smuggle onto Earth because I'm so much smarter than you and I've got a big brain. And Freeman's like, oh, you're right. I didn't know that. And <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah. And I think he's awesome because he didn't tell them until just now. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. And he just told them. And then they're all celebrating because he he outsmarted Captain Janeway. It's like, oh my god! Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good. I liked it. But then it was also, I had to laugh at all the junk they were going through. Oh, we have to go through yep. and pick up all the junk, all the waste material. It has to be categorized and filed away that they have gotten from their research. Well, and have you mm-hmm. noticed well, that they are that they are bringing in these minor characters that they then make part of the regular crew? Like in this one, we have the Tamarian, um, Kayshawn, and he's so mm-hmm. funny, right? Because most of the time he speaks regular English, but then when he gets stressed out, he speaks in Tamarian metaphor. <laughs> so <laughs> he'll be like, yeah. Kayshawn, his eyes red. <laughs> and then he'll be yeah. in English. <laughs> Did he do that tonight? I was listening. Did I miss it? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I like how the Red Sharks all thought their name was cool because they felt invincible. Oh, no. That's a total inside joke there. Yeah. Fourth wall break. It was funny. I thought it was hilarious to see Boimler. It's like, oh, we got to do a makeover and make you look good. It's like, okay, they got to add gray hair to him. Yep. <laughs> was that make, gray or was it like look old? Or was it like shaved sides? I was wondering, but he did almost have like a pike look to him. Yes, but oh, I also pike, wanted him to go when he sat on a chair. I wanted him to sit over the chair. But yeah. no, he didn't do that. <laughs> to do the Riker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. But wasn't it fun? I have to tell you guys, like, if I was going to hang out with anybody from mm-hmm. Lower Decks or from from Star Trek at this point, I feel like Noelle Wells and Eugene Cordero would be a couple of really cool people to hang out with. Not only do I love their characters of Kendi and Rutherford, mm-hmm. but they had a really cool um, panel as well for Star Trek Day that you should go and check mm-hmm. out if you want. And I'm just, I love Kendi. She is one of my favorite characters. I love her, like, infinite optimism that then in this mm-hmm. episode kind of gets turned on its head a little bit, and yet they come right back around to it. Uh, it just... There's so much joy in Star Trek Lower Decks that it just makes me happy mm-hmm. to watch these episodes. And I yeah, think her you know character if any of us is, got on Star Trek, we'd be happy. So mm-hmm. her, her character, it seems, is 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 like her. Yeah, right. it does. Like she actually said that in a panel. She said that uh, Tendi is like she she's like eighty percent of Tendi, and Tendi's hundred percent of Tendi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just seems that way. Yeah, yeah. and it just goes to show. show. 
Go ahead. Cindy is such a cute character. And mm-hmm. yet Miss 12 is an adorable look. As I love how she looks. She just she looks like Cindy. She does. She's kind of the actress who plays yeah. her. She's small. Well, and she you can is. tell that she loves she loves what she's doing too because she's almost like the attitude that you get from her is almost like I can't believe they're paying me to do this. I'm having so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and Absolutely. please let's let's just mention one last thing here, uh, Jim. Our favorite Andorian on the Cerritos, Jennifer, makes one more appearance here, so she is becoming a major character who has been referenced both directly and indirectly in the show, so I cannot wait to see where they take Jennifer the Andorian. And, and we got to see the Kazon, too. Or not the Kazon, we, the Kazin. Kazin, yeah, Kazinti. Yeah. Yep. And, and there was one part in the episode where he actually hunched over, just like they did on the animated series. <laughs> it's, it's true, and I thought that was so cool that they brought him in because we've we've talked about the Kazini before from the animated series and their um, connection to the like Ring World series and the director that did that episode and that kind of stuff. But he is the one who teaches Boimler to stand up straight, which is so ironic. <laughs> yeah. It, it, okay. What it, what is an alien? I couldn't figure out what the alien was. Though. It's the Kazini. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Kazini okay. from the series. Slaver. The Slaver, Slaver episode of the yeah. Star Trek the Animated Series. Uh, the Slaver well, I tried to figure it out. I couldn't remember like what kind of alien. I remembered seeing him, but yeah, yeah I can't remember actually, what he was. We did one episode where we talked a little bit about that. Uh, that episode of TAS and Larry Niven, who is a science fiction writer, I believe wrote that episode of TAS and actually brought one of his character races, the Kazinti, over from his book series. So actually the Ringworld um, science fiction book series has a race called the Kazinti that overlaps with Star Trek because Larry Niven wrote an episode of TOS. Ah. And we cool. actually hear yeah, in Star Trek Picard and uh, we actually hear Riker mention them by name on Star Trek yeah. Picard. He does, so yeah. That was pretty and cool. And David said... And as David said, what that ending was such a focus for TNG fans. Most people oh, get a little chuckle out of that. But when we got Artemis and we know who the character is, I was oh really like, so oh, funny. man, great way of messing with him. Such a character yep. to mess with. That was so funny. Such a minor character, but we're going back and oh yeah, we're gonna mess with Artemis. Doing that character, it's a mess with. Where are you? Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> kill you when I find you. Yeah, I'm you for anybody who's who's not following along, remember that this is the same character that killed Tasha Yar in TNG, yeah. and it was an awful way for her to die. And they totally make fun of that character in this episode of Lower Decks. That was the Skin of Evil episode in season one of TNG. So, guys, believe it or not, we are out of time. No! Hard to believe. Even even with our new format, uh, we still ran out of time. But we got everything in. So much fun. So that's good. 
So I got to take this opportunity to say thank you so much to Shannon for, for calling in and hanging out with us tonight and sharing your opinions. Thank you so much, Shannon. Thank you. Love coming to talk to you guys. You're always welcome here. And, of course, thank you to David. We haven't heard from David in a while, but it's great to hear from you again, David. And, again, you're always welcome at our table. Thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) And, of course, I couldn't do the show without my right hand and left hand, so we'll start off with my right hand. Eric, thanks for hanging out and Trek talking with us tonight, Eric. We had a great time tonight, and thank you so much for letting me be on here. I, I love uh, just doing this every single week with you guys, and it's always fun to have callers, too. So thank you, David and Shannon. Woo! It is great. And thanks to my left-hand man, Charles. Thank you so much, Charles. Oh, thank you. There was so much Trek to talk about. We're just having too much fun. It, it, it's great, and it flies right by, so it, it's phenomenal. And, of course, thank you to each and every one of you guys listening, whether you're listening to us live right now or whether you're listening to us in Australia on Tuesday morning or wherever you're listening from. We really, really appreciate it. We couldn't do the show without you guys, so thank you so much from the bottom of my heart to each and every one of you people that are listening, no matter where you're listening from. Thank you so much. Head over to our Facebook page, Truck Talking and Beyond. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Help us get up to 65,000, maybe we'll 66,000 by next Thursday. Who knows? But thank you. Thank you so much. Um, A little side note, we're going to be doing Comet Corner on Monday, and we're going to be talking about Star Trek Year 5, Issue 19, and Issue 20. So if you're into the Star Trek comic books, you want to check out Comet Corner. It's been a little while since we had a Comet Corner, uh, but it's back. So check that out on um, on Monday from 7.30 to 8.30, Comic Corner. We'll be talking about the IDW Star Trek Year 5, Issue 19 and 20. And I think there's only 25 issues in Year 5, so we're almost done with Year 5. We're yeah, 24 just came out, so we're almost there. We're almost there, so you want to check that out on Monday. And, of course, I'm your most excellent host, Uncle Jim, coming to you live here from Rutland, Vermont. And I want to say thank you to everybody. I want everybody to stay safe, be good to each other, and we'll see you all again next week. Hailing frequencies are closed. Good night, everybody. Good night, all. Good night. Good long and prosper. Keep them on line. Let's see what's out there. Engage. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.